Hello and welcome to Series 2 of the Catalyst Podcast. My name is Ken Valady, partner and co-founder at Progressive, and this is a podcast series about the power of startup corporate partnerships and how, if they are carefully managed, they can become a true catalyst for change for the future. Every episode, I will interview either a startup founder or an industry leader who have experienced the benefits of these partnerships firsthand and are willing to discuss and share their key learnings and insights. Before we move to today's interview, I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who provided feedback on Series 1, and as a result, you will see a few changes to our format. The main one being that we will now focus on a key subject area for the bulk of each interview. I hope that you like this and other tweaks that we have made, and as before, please keep your comments and feedback coming in. Now on to the show itself. To kick off episode one of this second series, I want to address one of the key elephants in the room when it comes to startups and corporates working together, and that is the role of procurement. And to help me in this quest, I am really pleased to have as our guest, Tina Fegent, who is a global leader in marketing procurement consultancy. Tina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. Great to be here. So to kick off, Tina, are you okay to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background experiences in the world of procurement? Thanks, Ken. Yes, I've got 28 years experience in uh, procurement. I'm a specialist in marketing. I started my career, uh, for those of you that remember, a company called Thorn EMI, where I had some comments out at EMI Records, met the proclaimers, Thorn Security, Thorn Lighting, Rumbelows, after a couple of years. And then uh, I moved to Cellnet, which is now Telefonica, and at the time looked at the user guides for mobile phones, which were the size of books. And I thought, hmm, why is an agency buying that? I think I can go directly to the printer. So I went to the printer and say 50%. So that started my career in marketing procurement. And actually, I was one of the first to do it globally. I then moved to SmithKline Beecham and then set up the team at Orange, which was fantastic. If you cut us, oh, we still bleed orange, but it was fantastic to be and work for Orange at the heyday, but always in marketing procurement. Then I spent three years working for two advertising agencies. So uniquely, from a procurement point of view, I've worked client and supply side. Then for the last 15 years, I've on my own consultancy, I'm mainly advising a brand. So recent clients, for example, have been SSE, Halfords, Beauty Pie, PepsiCo, and that's work of them across their strategic procurement uh, function be it advising them how to uh, buy things better, mentoring procurement people, putting training programs in place, doing agency pitches. So yeah, 28 years experience in marketing procurement and, and still really enjoy it. Wow, 28 years, that's some time in the whole area of procurement. So I suppose a, a good place to start, Tina, before we get into the some of the myths and some of the perceptions of the whole procurement function is, it might be worth starting at the beginning. What, what, what do you see the main purposes of procurement? Why, why is it so important? Well, for this, to get a, to get you a proper definition, I went to our trade body, which is CIPS, the Chartered Institute of Procurement and Supply. And their definition is, procurement is the buying of goods and services that enable an organisation to operate in a profitable and ethical manner. And that what that means is it, it's things like covering sourcing suppliers, sourcing raw materials, and anything through to managing the suppliers. And obviously, a lot of people that be listening, that will be things like putting contracts in place, purchase orders, payments, getting them set up as a new supplier. So 70% of a a company's revenue uh, will be obviously costs. So any small improvement to managing that cost base will obviously directly impact the the bottom line in terms of profit. So it's a huge role. And and in fairness, when you hear that and having in my previous corporate life worked with procurement departments very closely, it's a critical role. It's a role that you can't just 
get rid of. It, it, it serves a purpose and it delivers return on investment in terms of, you know, it's very close to the numbers and it can have a huge impact on a company's financial performance. So the question then is, it seems to have a bit of a bad rap. I would say it's a little bit of the elephant in the room, as I mentioned earlier, when it comes to startups working with large corporates. And when procurement comes up in the subject, you don't generally get people saying, fantastic, you know, can I talk to a procurement person now? It's, oh my goodness, what does that mean? So do you think in the whole, if we take procurement now into the startup ecosystem a bit, so you've got a large company and say a startup scale up wanting to work with them and procurement comes into the equation, do you think it has a bad rap in that arena or do you think it's misunderstood or maybe both? So it's a really good question, Ken. And it reminds me of a few years ago speaking to a, a colleague, uh, Coca-Cola, who said that two boys in in their bedroom have designed a, you know, a new game for Coca-Cola. They bring it to Coke and they've got their three-month onboarding supply process. And that just doesn't suit two sort of 17-year-olds who have got this great idea. So I do think it's an area that procurement needs to focus on a, a lot more. I think as companies work with people like yourself to encourage, you know, rejuvenate their their business model by employing startups. I think what happens is they then often hit the barrier when you hit corporate procurement teams, because I think we're often not used to dealing with new and innovative suppliers. We have a three-month onboarding process. We do ask you for three years' worth of accounts. So I do think you have got a valid point to say there is a bit of a bad rap. And also, we haven't got huge experience in the area because obviously there could be deals like equity deals, joint venture deals, for example, licensing arrangements. And, you know, we are predominantly used to putting contracts in place. So when something different comes along with a startup, it's something that we probably haven't totally got the experience of and we may do one or two a year so i do think it's on procurement and also startups to understand each other and to make sure they have the right processes in place to support both to get them on board quickly and to deliver the innovation or the technology that the startup is bringing to that organization so what i'm hearing there is in one way part of the problem is maybe a a knowledge gap so whereas before, I'm using simplistic example to prove a point, not saying it's this simple all the time, but we've kind of moved on now. So 10, 15 years ago, procurement would buy certain products. It could be commodities or anything. And they got very um, deep knowledge on how much those things cost, what the good rate cards are for doing certain operations. Now, because the world's a changing place and dare I say startups are coming in with new technologies, new ways of doing things, it's difficult enough for anyone to keep up with the value of something that they're building or the cost of something that is being built. And especially in procurement, I would argue, who need to be up to date, it feels like there's a bit of a, a blind side that's developed. And I suppose there's one or two ways you can address that. One is to, this is the way we do it. And it's a bit like banging of horns or heads. And, and it's a tough process to go through with a startup. Or I wonder if there's another way where some procurement companies are thinking, well, we're not really sure on this and do we need to, you know, re-educate ourselves or approach it in a different way or, or just try something different? And I suppose, is it a mix of the two, do you feel? Or do you, you know, some stand as they are and just ploughing on, this, this is how we do it in procurement and some are being more flexible? What do you see at the moment in that? Yeah, I think obviously it depends on the organisation, does it? You know, if you look at people like the Unilevers and P&Gs, they are actively encouraging startups, be it, you know, portals um, where people can register their ideas and their processes. But I think procurement, you know, we do have strict business processes in place. You know, we want to make sure that suppliers are ethical, financially stable. And that obviously, you know, doesn't always fit with someone who's a startup who's got investment funding, for example. So I think... There is learning 
from procurement, I think, to be able to simplify their processes to enable a startup to get on board, to move from the innovation incubator area to be in a supplier and proof of concept, for example. So I think it depends on the organisation. I think it depends on how many startups they're dealing with. I would expect the bigger bigger companies like the Unilever and P&G, for example, to be working in this area. I know pharmaceutical companies are. I know Sanofi, for example, has a fast track so, so startup supplier portal where suppliers can register and get a lot of their paperwork done up front. Whereas, you know, I think it's hard for organisations perhaps who only deal with one a year. You know, they're not going to have the experience to do that. So I think the answer depends on the organisation and the number of startups they'll be dealing with in that year. I just wonder how it works internally with large companies. I mean, I suppose over time you start to get experts within the procurement department who, when it comes to a, a contract with a smaller company or a company that's got some new technology or service, these people are more akin to that and have got more experience of working with those types of suppliers. I haven't come across many procurement people that are experienced in this area. It's like sponsorship as well. How often do you go out and do a sponsorship deal, sponsoring ITV weather, sponsoring a football team? You are starting to see some buyers exist for sponsorship now, but I haven't come across to date many procurement people that are specialised in this area. I think that's because they lean very heavily on the legal team to do that, and they would lean on heavily, say, perhaps someone like your good self to help them guide them through that process. I think there is an awareness that actually the standard procurement process of, you know, having taken three months to get a supplier on board, having three years worth of accounts, 90 day payment terms, having a hundred page contract, you know, those things, they put a, a startup off. But I do think startups probably also need to be aware of procurement in organisations and have an appreciation of how they work. And perhaps if they are one of those companies who have got a long process, be prepared about how they're going to deal with it and make a decision. Because if, say, the process is three months to get them on board, is the startup going to walk away? And who in the startup is going to manage it as well? What happens if payment terms are 90 days and you, and, you, and you do need that cash to employ some freelancers to get your proof of concept done? So I think, you know, it's six, one half dozen are the other. I do think procurement, as we probably encourage and see more startups being involved in corporate life, will get better. But I think there's still a long way to go. But I think startups also need to make sure they've got a person who has knowledge and responsibility for procurement and dealing as that single point of contact with procurement. Because once you've done with dealt with one, you can make it easier when you deal with the next one and the next one, for example. So it's like anything, isn't it, you know, to get that experience in place. Yes, it's an interesting point because a lot of it is just dealing with people, isn't it? People working with people. And I would imagine that even within the large corporation, how procurement are also may have a lot to do with how procurement get on with that team that they're working with on this project. So I know in my corporate days in brand marketing, we used to be very close to the procurement team. So when we came to procurement and said, we've got a potential new supplier, we would sit down with them and go through what they're providing, why we want to work with them, and maybe maybe get some of the answers for procurement in advance or get some background for them. So it helps the whole process. So I would like to think that if there's a relationship between said department in the corporate and their procurement department working together in a way that improves the chances of that final relationship with the startup going more smoothly. It's like a human thing. Yes, yes. 
I think the reason I'm hesitating is I think procurement may only deal with one or two of those a year, for example. And actually, is there a bit more onus on the startup to say, actually, we've been there before. And actually, here's a three-page contract that covers everything. Here's a letter from our accountant saying this is where we are financially. Here's a letter from our bank saying, actually, this is why we need 30 days payment terms. So... You know, I think there is an onus on the internal stakeholder that is working with the startup. As you said, I think that's exactly right to engage with procurement early to say, look, you know, we're in this incubator innovation mode. We think we're going to bring this company on board in a month's time. What do we need to do to start getting the paperwork? It's no good saying, right, I want to get them on board tomorrow and I want to start paying them tomorrow because that's, that's the way procurement processes, they don't work that way. You know, we are there to have those ethical and financial checks, you know, and, and things like that are really important these days, things like modern slavery. So that's why, you know, we have those checks and balances in place to make sure we're dealing with, you know, decent suppliers that aren't, that are protecting our company and brand image. That is so important. So I think you're right. It's to start the process early is really great. But I think also for the startups to make sure they've perhaps got a suite of tools from another perhaps client they've dealt with to say actually this is ones we've done earlier for PepsiCo you know can Coca-Cola look at these tools and maybe we can help you with this contract with this NDA these are some key clauses for example. So I suppose what we're saying is there's certain things you can't change if you're a startup now working with potentially working with a large client and you are now engaging with procurement there's certain things you can't change you can't change the payment terms you can't change a certain requirements that said client procurement need the, the stuff you talk about you know the, the slavery terms and and all the ethical questions which are obviously you know needed and, and rightly so but there are certain things that you can do to, to to smooth the process down and to make it less painful so i like the idea of having this kind of this box this toolkit of um, documents ready i know from our own perspective when we work with a new client and we have to get onboarded and work with procurement we have a folder which has everything in it, everything from bank statements to letterheaded paper and all the details that are needed to hopefully work with procurement with to, to take us on to the next level and to get us onto the system and approved. So do you think that's it? That to me sounds like a really key learning that forewarned is forearmed, if that's the saying. And if, if you're aware that it's going to take so many months and maybe there's a way you can plan that into your, your system because you may not better change it, but you can make the, the process a whole lot smoother by in a funny way, if you're prepared for it, you see it in a completely different way. You'll go in there with something to contribute to that process. And I'd like to think that makes it run more smoothly and, and more positively anyway, because you're, you know what you're doing more as a startup. A good question, Kent. And I think for me, there's sort of three sort of tips, key learnings coming out of it, which is um, for anyone to ask as early as possible if procurement are involved. You know, and we've said that an onboarding process, setting up a new supplier, even using things like AI, for example, can take, you know, one month to three months. So first, you know, key learning would be ask about procurement as early as possible. The second one would be to ask about what their processes and timelines are. You know, as I just sort of said, is it one month? Is it three months? And, you know, startups move much faster than a lot of organisations so ask if there's procurement and ask uh, what the process and timelines are and I would say that if they don't have procurement it's my third tip would be I'm not so worried but question why they haven't got procurement because most organisations these days big and small do have procurement resource they might not necessarily be you know experts in a certain area but I would 
I would ask why there isn't procurement and who'd have to deal with it. It might be that you have to deal with the legal team, for example, and the finance team. But actually, you know, procurement can pull all that together. So that's the three things that I would recommend any sort of startup to consider when they're starting to work with an organisation. What would you say, Tina, tips you would give corporate procurement? Because it's not just all on the startups to adapt. I understand that corporate procurement, you could argue, have have a better hand at the start of the relationship. But are there tips for corporate procurement to kind of meet in the middle as well? What can they do to make the whole thing? I've got five areas there. I think the first one would be to have a dedicated startup portal. So actually startups can go and register on that. And a lot of procurement tools said we are starting to see the digitization of procurement and procurement using more SAP Ariba tools and looking at using AI. So I think have a dedicated startup portal or if there are any public startup portals in existence, look at using that. The second one will be to adapt the contract process to focus on the essentials for a startup. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, issue a 50, 100 page document to a startup. You do want key things like, you know, the NDA for covering intellectual property rights, timelines and and money that's the that's probably the key four key things so i would say adapt your contract process and have a shorter more simplified version that is uh, startup friendly uh, the third one would be to speed up your decision making process you know as we know you, you've got to move at the speed of light these days when you're working with startups because you are you know bring them in to rejuvenate you know your business model your t- technology so make sure you know working with stakeholders and getting people to make decisions and you know sort of committee of 10 you can't hang around these days so i think speak that up the fourth one would be accelerated payment terms so you know especially we know with the the big companies you know sadly you know it's 90 days 120 days which is not going to work for a startup so really look at your payment terms and they're all flexible you know you can do the business case to go and say look for these startups we want to be on x payment terms for example and the last one would be for i think that for corporates to have a dedicated contact as i think as we referred to earlier you know to have that you know really start to grow that expertise that knowledge within their organizations to deal with smes and actually i've learned a lot in in actually prepping for this podcast ken i thought i knew uh, quite a bit but it's been really interesting sort of um doing a bit of digging around on the sort of purchasing community on the internet in terms of um you know working with startups necessities and i think we still have got a long way to go but those are the five areas that i would recommend for corporate procurement to work successfully with startups Fascinating. So lots of great tips there, Tina, for the corporate procurement teams. Do you, I know you mentioned it before with some of the larger companies. Do you feel that corporate procurement is changing when it comes to working with smaller companies? Do you think, do you sense something in all your years in the industry? Have you seen a change? Definitely. I think there's definitely, you know, it's, it's a much more global marketplace these days. You know, I was laughing. We had a procurement dinner online the other day. And we were talking about when a lot of us started, we had Kelly's directory, you know, and we would sit there with the book, you know, and look for a business card supplier with a requisition. And I think, you know, with, with the internet these days, it's a global marketplace. And I think clients are certainly much more interested much more willing to work with different people because i think especially the last 12 months has proved that hasn't it you know with more companies having to rely on customer experience e-commerce and be online is you have to be agile you have to be quick and often a lot of big corporate suppliers don't provide that there's there's a mix isn't there's always a mix of different suppliers but no i totally agree with you and i think with procurement i mean even just looking at the number of startups within the procurement community there are like 
hundreds, you know, in terms of technology, AI, you know, how to streamline that process. So even with our own, with, even with the procurement community, we are starting to uh, support the startup community. So yeah, definitely. It's just finding the niche, finding the right people to talk to. But I think definitely, I think procurement are embracing it more and more. It's interesting, actually, because thinking about my experience working with procurement when I was corporate side and over the last few years working with procurement, either with startups and, and getting there, helping them, should we say, get through the procurement process and also ourselves at Progressive working with procurement to become, a, you know, to work with our new clients' procurement departments. I think a lot of your tips that you gave earlier to both sides, I see in play and I would argue that the where it's worked, and, and let's be very clear, there's the procurement aren't going to walk away tomorrow and there's no procurement department and it's all it's all down to them and they should just walk away and all the problems come from procurement. I think it's a two-sided situation personally. I think there's both sides to consider, but procurement's not going to walk away. So the successes that I've seen in terms of that relationship have come from what you've just said. So it's where startups either have a procurement person, someone who deals with the paperwork. They also have this toolbox. I've seen some really good startups really engage with procurement because they're ready. They're ready to engage. They don't go into it with a negative mindset. And then on the corporate side, like you say, I've seen quite a lot of large clients and also large companies who work with startups actually coming at it from a slightly different angle, being a bit more open to the whole relationship, still obviously having to get the right boxes ticked, but just seeing things slightly differently. It's a different relationship. And being a lot more agile in terms of timings and and maybe um, slightly more flexible when it comes to certain areas of of the process and and I think it's those two coming together with both sides it sounds a bit cliche but both sides coming into the middle is where it really it really works and so when you were saying some of those tips I could think of that reminds me of startup A they were very good at that and that reminds me of client X they they're becoming really good at that and or when I see partnerships coming together with a startup and a corporate you see both sides leaning in which I think helps so. Some really super tips there. It, it is a subject that if you want to start a conversation going in the startup world, just throw in the procurement card. And I think you're never going to get the whole table at the moment saying, no problem, that's procurement, they're same as legal, they're same as marketing, another department. I think everyone's got a view on it. But I'd like to think things are slowly getting better because maybe they have to. And I think that works on both sides. If, if, if startups want to work with large companies, they've got to deal with procurement. If procurement want to work with startups, they've got to change the way they operate. But as long as both sides are happy with the, the end result, I would argue, then it's worth the, the hassle or the pain or the commitment to see it to the end. But it's not easy. You know, it's one of those things. No, and I think you're right to say procurement's not going to go away. You know, I'm a specialist in marketing. And I think many agencies have hoped over many years we would go away. But, you know, I've been working it for 28 years and and we are getting stronger. We are getting at the top table a lot more, especially in the last 12 months with the pandemic. You are seeing procurement much more aligned, you know, with the C-suite than you ever were. Um, and there was a great paper I read last week that Deloitte sort of said about actually sometimes procurement can be underutilised in organisations and actually almost now is their time um so i think it is really interesting but i think you're exactly right ken it's about both sides having that knowledge having the expertise on both sides and also respect respect procurement role but procurement to respect that actually startups are different and making sure you can have the processes to accommodate them uh, and encourage them to grow perfect well Tina, that was a great session. I know we, we could go on forever on this one. Maybe we'll have another podcast somewhere in the series where we carry on the conversation. But thank you very much again for your time today. It was, it was really enjoyed our conversation and it was, it was great to have you as a guest. Thanks, Ken. Really enjoyed it. Thank you.
And if you want to find out more about Tina and the consultants she runs, all of her contacts and social media details will be available in the notes on this podcast. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to this series and please rate us and leave a review on your chosen podcast platform. All contributions are very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.